you have to realize, well, I was married for 10 years or 15, whatever. I'm not going to feel better in two minutes, 20 minutes, or maybe two years, I'll be feeling better. So that's a part of it. But also find a good team of professionals for you, a legal advisor, a financial advisor, a mental health advisor. Welcome to Nourish with Michelle Fox, your guide to a vibrant life. If consistency has been a challenge for you and you occasionally forget self-care, you, my friend, are in the right place. Tune in for weekly inspiration to nourish your mind. I know your plate's full and I want to help you support a life and a body that you adore. Let's dig in. You, my friend, are in for a treat today. I have invited Joan Rogliano, who is one of my playmates in real life, IRL, as the cool kids say. (laughs) And so I'm going to do my best to keep this conversation around 30 minutes. But when the two of us get together, there is no telling where the conversation is going. What I can promise you, though, stick around because you will be healed by this woman. You will be healed by this conversation particularly if you are a woman going through the transition of divorce. I will add to that, though, whether it's transition around divorce or it could be transition through any life phase, whether you're going through a transition with your career, going through a transition with your finances, going through a transition with a loved one. This conversation is for you. So, Even though I said she's my playmate and she's one of my besties in real life, I'm still going to try to keep some formality. And so let me start by reading her bio so you know just a little bit about this powerhouse. So Joan Rogliano is a nationally recognized real estate divorce specialist. Her personal experience with divorce, as well as that of her clients, inspired her commitment to educate families about the vital decision of what to do with the marital home. Ms. Rogliano's intention is a successful post-divorce future for everyone. Featured on the Today Show, Joan has written a book on the topic, Your Keys to Moving On, A Guide to Divorce and the Marital Home. Joan, my friend, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. And Mm. I just know we're going to have a very robust, animated conversation that's also going to be sprinkled with some really good information for your audience. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. And on that note, before I invite you to do a real game with me, I want to just share with our community a little bit how you and I know each other. Yeah. Also sprinkled with a whole lot of praise because Joan, I've told you a million times, but people may not know, like you were that still small voice of support, love and encouragement. When I was going through my divorce back in 2009, you were running the wildflower women's foundation at the time. And you embraced me and so many women with open arms. And you're like, come in, like, like, you've got this here. Here's another community of women who are going through something similar. And 
and we're going to love you no matter what. And so do you remember that time when, when we met? Do you want to comment on that time at all? I, I could almost tell you what you were wearing mm. that day because I remember it so vividly. Mm. But I think I've shared with you and I also want your audience to know that when you I'll speak for myself, I was going through something similar just a little prior to our meeting and because I was going through a divorce. And what happens when you do that and you reach out to help other people, which I was doing through Wildflower Women's Foundation, it's really healing for you, the person that is embracing others. And it took me a little bit to understand that. But after these events and like the event where I met you, I'm driving home going, you know, I feel really great. And I didn't really understand exactly what the source of my happiness was, mm. but it was helping other people and understanding that we are all a community, no matter what any of us is going through. When we put our hearts and our minds together, it's just wonderful for all of us. Mm. So it extends to our families as well when you have children, which a yes. lot of us do when we're going through divorce, and it, it helps them as well. It's that trickle down to mm. the kids. Keep an eye on that one. Mm. Yes, I and do I'm, remember. Well, I'm so grateful. And speaking of which, you, you've seen the journey with me. At that time, I had one kid. Now I have three kids. And and you've been a part of that storyline. And then I've watched your children and, and their processes. And so I just love that we've had each other over these years to yeah. lean on in joy and in sadness. Like I just yeah. cannot say how grateful I am for you and your friendship. So thank you for being my friend, Joan. I would like to share with your audience as well. Wildflower Group was named Wildflower Group because we felt as all, all the women who were gathering were seeds, so to speak. And as we all went through this process together, it looked different for all of us. But I liken it to the seed is underground, you know, at, at our first meeting. And then it is a beauty to behold as these women start to blossom, you know, and they get up above ground and they're doing this and they're doing that. And you, my friend, are one of the star wildflowers. <laughs> what you, I've said this to you how many times, Michelle, what you have done and what you have created and how you have shared with so many other women you are just a, you're one of our star wildflowers. And I thank you for that and all that you have given to our wildflowers. Hmm. The power of community. I I know without a doubt, I could not do it without community. So before I get too mushy and start crying on this podcast, I'm going to flip the switch and invite you to play a game that I like to call rapid fire. Are you open? Bring it on. <laughs> That's my girl. All right. So you are one of my fellow travelers. And so I would love to know what has been your favorite place to travel to? Oh, oh, can I name two? 
<laughs> but right. that would be my Gemini friend here. Of course. Yeah, of it course. can't just be one thing. It has to be two. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> and it is. I mean, they're just vastly different. Iceland was always at the top of my list because I was there in the winter and it's very different during the summer, but it was like being on another planet mm. because of the topo- topography. It, you know, it felt like, you know, with all the lava rock and so forth, it, it literally felt like we were on the moon. But mm. then last Christmas, I was in Egypt and that was an all time favorite because mm. of the culture, because of the, the, the demographics because of the weather in December. I mean, it, it was just the history was just absolutely mind blowing in every way, shape and form. So I have to mm. say I'm a true Gemini. <laughs> Fair enough. And this is rapid fire. So I won't go too deep. I will just say okay. when you came home from Egypt, there was something different. Like you, there was a lightness about you. Yeah. Like I could tell something shifted inside of your yeah. heart after that yeah. trip. You're right. Yes, you know me so mm. well. Thank you. All right, question number two. Let us know your favorite vegetable. Well, being a vegetarian, there are a lot of them. Um, I want to say artichokes. Oh, I did not know this about you. Next time we have our happy hour, I'll be sure to order a little extra. Okay, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> And then last but not least, would you be willing to share with us a story from your childhood in the kitchen? Yes, I have. I could have lots of them, but this is rapid fire. My mother made everything from scratch. We're Italian. My dad was Italian. So my dad's sisters taught her how to cook. That's why everything was made from scratch. And I just remember it's a story of coming into the kitchen after school because it smelled like home. It just smelled mm. heavenly with the homemade spaghetti sauce that was cooking. Mm. And that was just, oh, I'm home. This is calm. This is going to be a wonderful dinner. And our and our dinners were an hour every, oh. every night with all eight of us at the table. But that so that's my um, that's my memory. I actually don't think I even knew that there were eight of you in the household. Um, wow. But now I'm hungry. <laughs> Let, let's keep talking so or talk quickly so I can run and, and grab know? some food after this. <laughs> uh, well, on that note of laughter, because I really do want to bring a lightness to the word divorce. As you know, my platform at the time that you and I met was called The Graceful Divorce, because I really did want to show that divorce wasn't all dark and sad. And, and in your bio that I just read that you and I both connected, I think, on the point that when you divorce, it actually can be something really beautiful for the family. And if you do it the right way, it can be graceful and there can be some joy. And that's not to, you know, ignore a lot of the sadness, actually very deep grief that comes with Absolutely. divorce. But there are ways that we can handle it better than than other ways, I will say. And so to begin with, the question is, as we talk about divorce and, and life transitions that a lot of our friends are going through right now, I'm just so curious, like, what was the spark that helped you to decide this is going to be something that's going to be part of my mission to help others get through divorce more gracefully? 
That's a very easy question for me to answer because I believe I was led in this direction because so many, I was going through my divorce. So many of my clients were going through a divorce. And so I was the realtor. They had bought their dream home and now they're getting divorced. And so they're calling me to say, you know, get your listing agreement together because we have to sell the house. So this happened repeatedly and I would go over and I would usually meet with a woman and she'd be so emotional, often in tears. And I'd say, wait, 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 why are we doing this? If you don't want to sell this house. Mm. And it was usually, well, because I don't have any alternatives. Mm. My attorney, my soon to be ex-husband, everybody's telling me the house has to go. And so I felt a little uncomfortable with that because I think we should all honor what this family's goals are for each of the individuals. And, and we usually can do that. And so I said, wait a minute, I'm going to call my lender and we're going to sit down and look at the numbers. And then you will chat with your financial advisor and see if in fact you can keep the house, if that's what you really want to do. So mm -hmm. long story short, this happened repeatedly. And in fact, she could keep the house. So I thought, mm. hmm, this is about education. And people would come to me and say, I feel so alone going through a divorce and I don't even know what I don't know. And I too was one of those people. And so it's, finding the right information. So I started doing what there weren't webinars at the time, but I started doing workshops in person about divorce in the home. And here are what your choices are. And don't let a realtor or a real estate professional tell you, you know, the house has to go. They should be able to counsel with you and say, well, if you want to keep it, then let's figure out if you can do it. And usually the numbers don't lie. It's either a yes or it's a no. But that way you're making an informed decision. And mm -hmm. so that's what happened. And then I started doing these free workshops. And then it just, well, my first workshop, a couple of the women were sitting across from each other and they said, well, this is really fun, Joan. What are we going to do when we get together next month? And I thought, well, I didn't know we were getting together next <laughs> month. <laughs> Uh-huh, because you're a natural you know, community builder. Yeah, because they had such a good time, you know, meeting meeting new people that they were sharing this experience with. And so that's how Wildflower Group was created. I started doing monthly events to grow this community, to provide information. And sometimes we just had fun. Fun we events. We had a lot of fun. So that's how it was started. <laughs> the arrows were there, and I just followed them. And I got to meet you. Mm -hmm. mm. so so grateful and of course you introduced me to a community of women that we still have friendships that have grown in different directions as well and so yeah. back to the power of community like you yeah. have been a living walking breathing yeah. testimony to oh, healthy community and and you raise a an excellent point it's about when you're going through this transition of divorce in particular because your social group changes but when you're going through any divorce find your community that's going to support you because with social media and everything else there are communities for just about everything we need and so reach out and find some like-minded people that are going to to support you because they understand what you're going through. And that's the other thing with Wildflower Group. 
so many women came to our events and said, I feel really comfortable here and I feel really safe because mm -hmm. you all get this. You're not telling me to do this. You're not telling me I have to do that. You're listening. And then when I need something, you're helping me to, you're providing it for me. So find your, you know, find your people, find your community and, and get the information you need to make really, really informed decisions. No matter what your transition is, you can do this. It's out there. I'm so glad you brought up that point because a lot of people don't know and, and may be surprised to learn that I identify as an introvert. And so for me, even at that time, it wasn't always easy for me to show up for the meetings just because I had some insecurities that I still carry to this day, but I showed up for the social aspect in the community. And then I also enrolled in, I guess you'd call it group therapy around divorce at my church. And so I put myself out there that way and it was work. But I only share that to say that oftentimes when we're in grief around any type of transition, it's very easy to go dark and to be alone. But I am a testament to say that if you can just push a little bit harder to put yourself out there, then the healing happens that mm -hmm. much quicker. Mm -hmm. And so also, I want to bring it back to you. Like, What were some of the things you did to heal your own process as you were going through that grief from divorce? Well, it was a lot of what you said. I had a really good support system with my friends, and there were so many of them that had been through this. I had really good professionals. My mantra is, and I think you know this, divorce takes a team because it does. Maybe like no other transition, I, I can't really speak to that, but I just know you need, all of us need all the help we can get, certainly from our friends and family. But oftentimes they are so concerned about you. They just keep saying to you, oh, well, get better, you know, just feel better, just do this, because they're, they're, they're frightened a little bit themselves. And so they want you to feel better. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize, well, you know, I was married for 10 years or 15, whatever, I'm not going to feel better in two minutes, 20 minutes, or maybe two years, I'll be feeling better. So that's a part of it. But also find a good team of professionals for you, a legal advisor, a financial advisor, a mental health advisor. My team for my real estate practice has grown to 25 advisors for my clients. Because my clients said, you know, I really need to look my best. I need to up my game because now I'm single support. So I need to talk to a career counselor. And along with that goes, you know, I could probably perk up my wardrobe a little bit. I'm not feeling real great. So maybe I should find a gym. Definitely, I need a nutritionist. Because <laughs> if you're not feeling your best, a lot of it is because you're eating not what you should be eating. And you need to change that routine as well, because you need to be the best and you need to have lots of energy. And as you say, there are going to be some dark days with the grief, but you're also thinking about your children if you have children and you have to be the best for them. And you have to make sure that they're eating the right stuff too, because they're going through their own little transition that the life is going to look very different from them for them. So the, biggest 
boost I would give anybody is to say divorce takes a team and just find yours. And you do that by asking referrals for referrals. And if you all know someone that needs a nutrition, well, of course, Michelle is our go-to. And when somebody needs that warm, I was going to say helping hand, but that's not the terminology I'm looking for. I'm looking for you holding my hand, walking through the real estate process. That would be our Joan, because you've been in real estate forever. Uh, do you even want to give a number to that? Like, it's just been forever. <laughs> it's been, well, it starts with an F and it's 40, 40 years ago. I was, I was, um, I got my license. Yeah. Amazing. It seemed like forever though, because it's just been so much fun. It's not like work. Mm. It's just a passion. That's not to say there aren't days, but <laughs> but usually but it's just lots of fun. You continue to show up and, and do the work and, and spread your talents, which leads to the book. Like I want to talk about your book, which has been a lasting resource, which I'm so grateful you wrote, Your Keys to Moving On, Divorce, and the Marital Home. So without giving too much away, because of course, we're going to link this in the show notes, I want my friends who are going through any type of transition to buy this book, support Joan, but more important, support yourself by reading the book and, and getting some of the tools. But as I highlight that, when you think of the contents of the book, what stands out for you? Like, what do you want us to know the most about this transition period? This also, first of all, the book is written for consumers. It's mm. not written for real estate professionals. Mm. It's written by for consumers, and it is all about clients that I have had in their stories. And, and they're all varied, but I thought that would bring an, an easy read to it. And it would also help whoever's reading it understand, oh, well, this is Mary Jones story and here's how it ended. And it ended, you know, pretty darn well for her. So, so that's the, the crux of what my mission was there to have. And it's not lengthy. It's pretty succinct, but it, you know, in the real estate world, as in any profession, you have jargon and there are words that you throw around. And usually a lot of the public isn't familiar with the process, isn't familiar with this jargon. And and it's all spelled out in there, again, directed to the divorcing person so that they can understand what the steps are going to be. You need a roadmap when you're going through divorce because there are a lot of moving pieces in here. And it just pulls it together that here's step one, step two, and so on and so forth. So it walk, walks you through the process so you know what to expect. That's mm -hmm. always helpful. Such a beautiful guide and a roadmap. Yes, and yeah. I'm curious, because you've actually recently made a huge transition in your life by moving to an entire different state. So have you leaned on and pulled from some of the tools that you needed during your divorce transition? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You know, nobody has asked me that question. Mm. But yes, I picked up after 40 years in Colorado, and I moved to Washington, DC. And I'm from the East Coast originally, so I feel like I'm coming home. But I didn't know a lot of people here. And so what I did was I created my team of support as far as what I was interested in doing 
and what I was interested in doing work-wise and so on and so forth. So you make those connections that you need to help ease you into this new community because DC is a really exciting, fast-paced place. And I knew that I was going to need some help for me to make the, the life that I wanted to live while I was here. It's been a year and things are coming together beautifully. So get your team, everybody. I also hear the word permission in that because you and I, we went on some very long walks as you were trying to decide whether or not it was time to make the big move. And it was so beautiful to witness you balancing the pros and the cons, knowing what you wanted, but then also having these other considerations. But then you finally made a choice and I have never seen you happier. And so can you talk to us a little bit about the courage it takes to either uproot your life and or to use your words to create a life that you want and desire? Because I think a lot of us do feel stuck in responsibilities or I should be doing this or I have to be doing this. But what was it that that kind of woke you up to say, no, I, I can have the life that I want and, and live where I want? Yeah. And, and I, I just love your questions are so thoughtful mm. and I think so helpful to everyone who is listening because you've really put a lot of thought into this as to the right questions to ask to, I hope, really provide tools for your audience to get them on whatever path it is that that they are seeking a, a big part of it is if you find something you're really passionate about i i, I was almost naive about this quite frankly you know I, i'm realizing in retrospect now that i'm settled here and i just think back to when we were having those conversations and people you included i think said to me you are just lit up about this moving to DC. What are you waiting for? And then you just, I came here and, and I spent a couple of weeks here to be sure. And one of my friends texted me after I had been here for about two or three days. And she said, okay, because she didn't want me to move. She said, okay, on a scale of one to 10, 10 is you're going definitely. Where are you? I said, I'm at an 11. I'm coming home to pack. And if you can, you know, have that kind of passion and that kind of focus, not to say that there aren't going to be bumps along the road and not to say that there aren't going to be days where you're calling Michelle or you're Michelle in your life or you're calling a friend saying, you know, I'm feeling a little blue. I'm feeling a little lonely. I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling. And then, you know, you just talk through it and the person at the other end of the phone or text doesn't even have to respond. They can just listen and then you kind of work yourself through it. So just, you know, life is first for living. And I always feel as though nothing is um, forever. If it's not working, then you make adjustments or you, you know, you're at a dead end and you decide you're going to turn around and go back or you're going to go over this way instead of that way. And just have faith in yourself that, first of all, you are worth doing this for if it's something that you feel as though you really want in your life. And there were a couple of people, quite frankly, that were not in my corner as far as they weren't really, you know, they, they just 
weren't encouraging me because they didn't want me to go. And so they were kind of, well, have you thought about this? And did you know this could happen? There might be those people along your path, but you realize maybe afterwards that these people aren't your people because they should be supporting you in something that you want to do. Even if it turns out not to be what you really wanted, you took a chance. So try it out. Mm. Thank you. And thank you for being transparent because I think sometimes it's easy to see somebody's success and just focus on, oh, they're so happy. But the reality is we are all human. So yes, the happiness can be true, but then the sadness and the loneliness can be true at the same time. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I read something yesterday. I don't even know who said it. I don't think they were cited that if you're not making mistakes in your life, then you're not really living a full Mm. life. And I thought, oh, I'm going to remember that one because it's true. We're all going to make mistakes. You pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and don't forget to rely on your friends that are Mm. there for you unequivocally. I think you might have just come up with the title of this episode, The the Power of Friendships. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, you can't Uh, put that into words. I mean, you, you are one of the reasons that I am here, Michelle. Mm, really don't make me cry (laughs) well you you just got my heart (laughs) that brings me so much joy to hear and as we wind down is there anything you wanted to add anything that I didn't ask you in this short amount of time I think you have covered it just beautifully it's just um you know, friendship is one of it, but it's just community. I think we need community more now than at any time in in my life anyway, which has been a pretty long life that I'm very thankful for. But we're just in a very different place in our country and in the world. And we need each other and we need kindness and we need big ears so that we're listening to one another. Um, find it, Finding those who are going to buoy you, who are going to, because you're going to be called upon to buoy them as well. My last thought is I was going through something very difficult in in court. And I didn't know this, but a group of my friends came to court to support me that day. I didn't know they were there. So what did I do? Of course, I burst out. I burst out. I didn't laugh. I burst out crying. And one of my friends said to me, you know, Joan, we're all a team and you're up at bat today. Hmm. And next time one of us is going to be up at bat in court or in the hospital or wherever we are, and you're going to be back on the bench. So Hmm. please just accept this, that you're up at bat today and we are all here for you. So that has stuck Hmm. with me for uh, 30 years now. And I hope that you all kind of tuck that in the back of your mind. Be able to accept help because you will be called upon to provide it, help and support for somebody else. Mm. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps with that story. How amazing. I hadn't heard that one before. Oh, that was a big one. Mm. Thank you. Well, all right. Well, I just have one last question for you that I'd love to end with, which is today, Ms. Joan Rogliano, how are you going to nourish yourself? Actually, does it have to be today? I'm planning <laughs> to do <laughs> I'm getting back, back, back to my it. favorite Gemini. I love it. I know. Although I can't say that out loud, which I guess I just did. But mom and sister are Gemini, so I guess I can't say faves. I'll just say one of my faves. How about that? Oh, yeah, that's yes. a lot safer. 
Yes. <laughs> um, I am planning. My thing is running. I love to run. And so I'm going over to Rock Creek Park, but I go in the morning. So I'm doing extra. I'm doing a little yoga and doing some stretching and so forth. And I'm going to have a really good dinner to get myself ready for tomorrow morning. So I hope mm. that counts. It's too Okay, days. that counts. <laughs> you, you, get a, you get a double A plus. How about that? Because <laughs> I have to prepare for this. <laughs> I love it. And I love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for spending this time with me. And thank you for just always expanding my heart when we get together. Oh, well, thank you for sharing your life with me because I'm in awe of what you have done. And all the women that you have helped and supported, Michelle. I love you. Thanks so much for listening to Nourish. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet. I've got show notes for you. Hop on over to michellefox.com forward slash podcast when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you've just learned on today's show. And then of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. And it will help you because you will be part of that mission. I'll be back next week and I encourage you to Keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. Big love.